Hey there, my name's Sanjay. And I'm Matthew, and we are Planet Butthurt. Today, we're going to be talking about 1,700 different things, because it's been five ever since we've been able to record. That's also not an approximation. We actually unfurled one of those scrolls from Hercules before this, and it's still rolling down the ground. It's it's like halfway to China at this point. It's yeah. crazy, so We have get really ready. good binoculars. Yes, we do. Technology has advanced so far in the last few years. So the first thing we're going to talk about, though, is Spider-Man, who is the best in general. Just in general and specific, he's just a great guy. You know, Spider-Dad is the weight of my heart. Even young Spider Dad, who was just Spider Youth at the time, it's just so great. And in, in the Homecomings, he was fantastic. Homecoming was such a good movie. Like, it's a little bit disgusting how good of a movie Homecoming was, and how unexpectedly good it was. Yeah, a lot of the reviews were just saying that it was like fun, refreshing, great summer film, and that means nothing to me. What is? Okay. Are you describing a beverage? Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what described this movie? Action packed, funny great tear inducing there's all of these real descriptors are how Facts, i felt listeners sanjay cried the entire time through it, it i did fantastic. not i got close i did cry <laughs> yesterday because uh, drake and josh made up and it just it brought me to tears it was really bad yeah was, i saw that i also didn't care about it i cared way too much apparently really <laughs> yep anyway spider-man homecoming i would say it's like one of the best marvel movies to come out ever i would definitely say that it did a really good job of balancing like action character development and just like overall fun and light humoredness so it didn't feel like it was a drag to sit there for the whole however long the movie was like two hours and a little bit more it was really in a really like attention grabbing and really entertaining to sit through yeah and it was especially great not to have to watch spider-man's backstory a third time I don't know what your beef is with Uncle Ben. I mean, he's such a great guy. Listen, it's not about Uncle Ben. It's about the fact that this is the third Spider-Man in our lifetime that he, I mean, he is the best Spider-Man, but I don't need to know more about how Uncle Ben died. He died. He did it in the same way every time. I mean, sometimes he he turns to the left when he gets shot. Sometimes <laughs> he turns to the right. It's it's the subtle details that really make the scene. I think also if we had seen Uncle Ben die in this particular one, it would have been way more sad because he would have been so much younger. That's true. It's very interesting. Uh, before the movie came out, there were a lot of jokes how Aunt May is probably in like 70s or 80s and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yep. goes down to like 50s or 60s for Andrew Garfield. <laughs> and she looks a solid like... 42 in this movie yeah, which apparently isn't true man. yeah which is why spoiler alert uh tony stark hits on her so much <laughs> tony stark hits on anybody who moves though that's, that's very true real. but yeah so what did you like specifically about this new spider-man movie i really liked the pacing specifically uh in a few other movies that marvel's done you can kind of feel the lulls you can feel when there's going to be like a crescendo of action or of emotional development but with this one, it was nonstop, like nonstop incline, which doesn't really make sense, but <laughs> it never felt like it was slowing down. Every scene was something that mattered, which was really cool. And it was something you were immediately rewarded for paying attention to, right. as opposed to having to wait until the very end of the movie to say, oh, that's what that foreshadowing was at minute seven of the movie. Right. I feel you. And then even in the scene where he's like stuck in that room. Mm-hmm. I still felt like it was interesting to watch. Like, I didn't feel bored because 
I was sitting somebody I was sitting there watching somebody stuck in a room. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I think that overall they did a fantastic job with it and especially in casting because we do get to see a younger Peter Parker and we have an actor playing him who can do the things that Spider-Man does. Yeah, we don't need a really good stunt double. We can see Spider-Guy just do a flip, as was requested of him during the movie. Right. And probably my actual favorite scene. <laughs> You're the oh. Spider-Guy! <laughs> it's actually Spider-Man. Do a flip, Spider-Man! Yeah! <laughs> so great. <laughs> I just imagine you seeing Spider-Man IRL and saying it just like that. I probably would. On a loosely movie-related note, uh, Donald Glover pay- plays a pretty small role in the movie, but his character is pretty important in the universe um and i've sworn that the day i meet donald glover i will call him mr bino as an abbreviation for (laughs) mr childish gambino and i think i would do the same thing for spider-man this spider guy uh, mr mr guy is that okay (laughs) friendly neighborhood spider-man okay spider guy (laughs) speaking of childish gambino let's talk about him for a minute i know that you were like extra excited to see him in this movie almost Um, cried yeah, partially because of who he is as a person and also partially because of who he played in the movie. Yep. So the character that Donald Glover plays in this is Prowler, who's Miles Morales' uncle, which is super cool. The way they build up to it, too, I believe uh, his character's name is Alan Davis. I could be wrong there. But he is just kind of a petty thief who eventually gets abilities and is pretty degenerate for a while. But the way they introduce his character in the beginning is super sweet, too, and really subtle where they're just kind of going through a database and they make sure we see his name on the screen. So if there was any doubt before, because they did mention uh, climbing apparatuses when he was talking about weapons, and he was like, wait, what? That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. That And then seeing his name, and then later having him or hearing him say, yeah, I just want to make sure this neighborhood's safe. I have a nephew around here. That was a very, very good Easter egg, and it's really sweet that a lot of people have wanted Donald Glover to play Spider-Man for it the better part of the last seven years and he's really old now so they still like tied him into a spider like guy like uh setting or more so a spider guy role without actually putting him in those shoes so that was real cool right and i can't wait for miles to have a standalone movie because Mm -hmm. oh my gosh miles morales (laughs) best spider-man ever i mean like tom holland does an amazing job playing peter parker but I think that seeing somebody, which also fan casting has been um, the kid from Stranger Things, and I can't remember his name. Hey, yeah, that guy. Yeah, the dude, um, which I think would be so awesome like mm-hmm. to see him play Miles Morales, just to see Miles Morales on screen. I don't care who it yeah. is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he would be fantastic as Miles. He would be so good, and also just adorable and just we need a miles we we need that marvel give us miles we need him when the movie initially was coming out uh, there was a lot of speculation on why it was called homecoming and a few people thought it was because peter was going to die which mm-hmm. in most universes like or in like the uh comic universe happens and in that universe that's why miles becomes the spider-man how yeah. would you have felt if peter parker had died at the end of this movie or if he does die in the next couple movies to kind of hand off that mantle. Okay, so if he had died in this movie, as much as I want, like, Miles being on the screen is my dream. Like, I have dreams about this every night. I'm just like, 
in the theater watching somebody play Miles Morales. And uh, huh, you should get new dreams. You can't have the same one repeatedly. <laughs> if Peter had died in this movie, I would have been incredibly disappointed because Tom Holland has a lot of potential to play, like playing Peter Parker. He is so just he's just good in this role so like for them to have killed him off in the first movie would have been a very big disappointment but maybe like two or three movies down the line i i think i'd be okay with that i i need miles like Mm -hmm. like first of all he is all around a wonderful character second of all he is diverse and marvel severely lacks in diversity and most comics in general severely lack in diversity and so just to have a not white character like a a big character to be introduced and hopefully go on to have their own movie what how awesome would that be it'd be 14 out of 10 too awesome exactly so hopefully they kill him but I also just want to see Tom Holland do some more flips and stuff. That's fair. He does do very good flips mm-hmm. as the spider guy. Yeah, I mean, did you see that video where he, like, called out Chris Hemsworth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, because Chris Hemsworth was just, like, jump, li- literally trampoline jump onto something else, and Tom Holland was like, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> and then does these, like, crazy things and does his own spin at the end. I- such a cool guy and i think at that point too if they did kind of transition out of peter after three movies that would give him three standalones and he's already been in civil war and he'll probably he's going to be in thor ragnarok as well as infinity war i believe so that would give him a very long uh kind of duration of films so i don't think it would feel rushed at that point right and he would get a fully developed like character and story yeah which would be sweet which like that's what we need with spider-man in general because we like like i've said we've had this is a third spider-man we've had three and toby mcguire great cool andrew garfield very attractive pretty good at playing that part but tom holland is phenomenal and like why did they even make the first two franchises (laughs) because like they've clearly found the spider-man that they need to play spider-man now forever until the end of time i mean we did need to see toby Maguire dye his hair and do some uh, pretty sweet dance moves though that was the entire purpose for that initial franchise so bad i've spent so, bad. so much of my life watching those movies i remember watching spider-man 3 uh like going to the theater sitting in the very front row looking straight up the whole time because it's terrible to sit in the first row of a movie theater yep. and thinking this was the coolest thing and now as a more adult person i'm like man this is the coolest thing. There's a guy in a spider suit doing flips and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, but, but also, you've seen the gif on Tumblr of, like, how CGI... Yeah. <laughs> Some things don't stand the test of time, and the original Spider-Man franchise is one of them, for sure. Yeah. But in my fanboy heart, it's it's still fantastic. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I still watch Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Um, I don't watch the third one. I can't. I can't, like... <laughs> It's so hard to watch. It's so cringe and just, in general, an awful movie. Mm-hmm. He's got seven villains. Anyway, um, so I'll still watch the first two, and I'll watch Andrew Garfield, because I think he did a really good job, and I understand why they went in a different direction with him. 
not playing Spider-Man anymore. But I still think, like, fuck the haters. He did a good job. Um, but Tom Holland is hands down Spider-Man. And as much as I love him, I can't wait to see him die so that mm-hmm. we can get Miles. <laughs> On the subject of Andrew Garfield leaving, I know part of that was because of, like, contracting issues. Yeah. So he was kind of just, like, a huge jerk for no specific reason Sad. towards the end of the second movie. And they were like, well, we're probably going to, like, start giving the rights away to Marvel anyway, so bye. We're not going to try to renew your contract. Right. And uh, in, like, the contracts that they made for the new movie, specifically, they gave some of the names and some of the likenesses, but they didn't do both for some characters, which is why MJ is not the MJ that we have known. So how did you feel about Michelle Jones being the kind of replacement for Mary Jane Watson? Um, I liked it. <clears throat> for the most part, um, I think that they did a good job with it. I also think that it's really funny to watch people on the internet get pissed off. Very true. They're like, "Oh, MJ's supposed to be white and a redhead." Like, this is a, f- this is we're we're reading comic books. We're watching yeah. comic book movies. <laughs> like, we see people who aren't people. We see characters. Mm-hmm. We see they, we there's we have a movie with a talking raccoon. And, and no one batted an eyelash. It was like, "Yep, yeah. this this makes sense." Yeah, no one was like, "Hey guys, why why is there a talking <laughs> raccoon in this?" Like, that doesn't <laughs> There's a tree that just says I am Groot all the time, but nope, as soon as as soon as we get a not white character who is like traditionally white, people throw a fit and it's whatever. Um uh how did you feel about the reveal at the end though when she said that her friends call her MJ? I was kind of upset. Like I could feel that that's where that was going, but it felt like in the Dark Knight Rises when uh JGL's character is like also, my friends call me Robin, or my right. first name's Robin, or my middle name. I don't remember. I got so angry that I blacked out for the last four years <laughs> just because of that scene, where it was something they could have easily kind of, like, segued into, Yeah. but instead they went with that kind of cheesy route, and that's how I felt about this, too. Yeah. So I, I love Zendaya. Like, head over heels. Love that woman. She's super talented, played the part super well, and the character they developed for her was super good. I kind of just wish they hadn't, like, said in that way. If they had alluded to it, like, if we saw her family at some point, and they were like, all right, see you later, MJ, or something, that would have been a lot better than, oh, my friends call me MJ. Even though she said, like, a minute before, she didn't have friends. So, yeah, I, I like that she will be that character, but I didn't like the reveal for it. It seemed a little bit forced. How did you feel about Zendaya playing such a dark character versus her shake it up character i think it's super cool because like the mary janes is just like super cool to me like as a concept and i think this is the like the mj that i see doing that like this is the like character that i see like rocking out like actually giving like peter a ton of crap and stuff like that so this is I think she'll do very well, and hopefully they kind of guide her towards that role, where she's also very independent of him, right. but, like, they choose to be together, because that's how healthy relationships work and stuff, but... Uh, tell me more about this, <laughs> I need a lesson in that. That's, that's object 14397 on the scroll, so we'll hit that one before the end, uh. but, yeah, I think it'll be really sweet, and I'm excited to see how they want to continue to develop her character. 
do you think that they're gonna do any sort of renew your vows anything with her and tom holland that would be fantastic and i i actually just started tearing up a little bit uh <laughs> i love renew your vows that is my favorite spider-man arc i don't care what people say like my boy dan did a great job with that it's so good like have a couple like variants of uh the initial arc and have the trade back i think it no not in this room like two rooms away no, yeah, fantastic I, I saw it earlier it's love it <laughs> so good uh I would love to see that. And with that, we see a lot of different sides of everyone, too. So we get to see, like, mom MJ and, like, wife and mother MJ and, like, dad Peter and Venture Peter. Kind of sad because he's been gone his whole life, Peter. And just, like, little spider gal, like, doing spider gal things. And, Mm -hmm. like, the universe around that's super cool, too. So 10 out of 10. I will donate the $8 on my wallet to make that happen. Marvel, I'm calling you out. (laughs) I feel like it would be way more than $8. Not like the production cost, that's obviously going to be a lot of money, but you're going to see it at least twice. Oh, probably, definitely. No, I'll give them $8 now, and then probably 75 to 150 to right. see it in IMAX 3D repeatedly. That's super fair. Plus, you guys always do the seeing it opening night and then going with me yep. to see a movie. Well, I have to sleep during at least part of one showing of a movie, so I always yeah. stay awake the first time and then sleep a little bit during the second third and or fourth times so that makes sense yeah let's move on cool so as from ashes to ashes spider dudes to spider dudes we get some thor ragnarok thrown in that movie is coming out pretty soon as well and it looks like some hot fire how do you feel about thor ragnarok um i'm pretty excited but i am a little bit nervous just because i feel like marvel is trying really really hard to be guardians of the galaxy 2 funny in everything that they do now which don't get me wrong guardians of the galaxy 2 is amazing and so good and so funny um and also so just whatever such a good movie Mm -hmm. um but they can't like you can't be funny all the time like you can't chandler being your life away i wish that was possible my goal in life is just a chandler being slash martial erics in my way through society but yeah i know uh the former institution that was source fed uh, once talked about like the comedy and marvel and how it relates to the seriousness in dc and the gist of it is people are more likely to sit through someone trying to be funny and failing than someone trying to be serious and failing mm-hmm. so i think marvel might be like kind of leapfrogging themselves within the humor department and just going from 1 to 14 or 1 to 11 just so they can make sure that okay this is gonna be a great movie we're gonna have big things happening and if you can't keep up the humor will tag or will drag you along Mm -hmm. which is something that guardians did guardians 2 specifically did very well guardians 1 a lot of people didn't like and everyone i've talked to who didn't like it said it was mostly that it was all set up and if you don't care about the infinity stones or you don't know what they are then it's kind of just about this guy who doesn't know who his dad is and finds a bunch of space people one of which is a raccoon, and one of which is a tree that does not listen to directions very well. Whereas the second one is like super like heavy plot, and it's more focused on the team. So you can see like a lot more happening constantly. Yeah. So hopefully they take the Guardians two direction and just always keep the audience engaged. A lot more like story points and less very big setup plot things that people might not care about if this is their first Marvel movie. Right. Um. How do you feel about the Hulk? being able to pretty much put sentences together in ragnarok 
It's very confusing. Uh, at the very beginning, we see Bruce Banner like super struggling with his inner Hulk. So it's weird that we know that he put a lot of time into trying to make that something he can control. And through all of that time he spent alone, he couldn't do it. He still like is afraid of the green man inside of him for most of the time we've seen him. And he couldn't really talk. He could just kind of make like one or two word sentences. But now he's like, oh, well, I've just been reading thesauruses in my free time and space. <laughs> I got lonely, so now I have a PhD in linguistics. Like, that's super weird. So I hope there's a reason for it and not just a suspended disbelief he can speak now. Right. My hope is that friendship has led him to the ability to speak. <laughs> that is true. Just the more you know, G.I. Joe. Um, but yeah, I think... I think that if they introduce it in that way, it'll be really cool. And plus, if we get to see Bruce like more coming to terms with the fact that he is the Hulk, mm -hmm. I think that that would be an interesting way to like spin that. Um, how did you feel about the line that Chris Hemsworth says? Uh, oh, I know him. He's fr I know him from work. That was super cool. And... Uh with that line specifically, they'd already filmed that scene initially, and there was a kid on the set for one reason or another, and after the scene, the kid was like, hey, you should say this thing, it'll be super funny, and Mr. Hemsworth was like, yeah, let's do it, roll back, and the fact that that's not only a funny line that was reshot because a kid suggested it, but they also put it in the trailer is really cool, and it kind of shows that even though Marvel's is a huge corporation, and, like, Disney is super huge. They still do care about people and are trying to make it more accessible. So that's really nice. Good yeah. job, Disney. The ghost of Walt Disney is happy somewhere <laughs> in its cryogenic state. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, overall, I feel like I'm pretty excited for this movie. Um, but I also haven't been the biggest Thor fan. I will say that I am a little bit excited for the humor. I know that I'm, like, nervous about it, but I'm also kind of excited because we've seen mostly a darker Thor before. Mm -hmm. um, not, not like, gloomy darker or anything like that, but just more of a, like, serious Thor, not really knowing what's going on, and then Thor being in love and needing to protect his, like, home and all this stuff, like... Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see him uh, smash some more coffee cups. Oh yeah, and especially with uh, in Thor Ragnarok, there's a character that kind of pits Thor and the Hulk against each other, and that character is the Grandmaster, who's apparently a celestial, which is how they're going to tie that together <laughs> with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm very intrigued to see how that ends up going, and it should be super funny to see. Hopefully. Batista's character, whose name I can't remember right now, interact with Thor since they both are very like uh, literal people. Like they're very yeah, like very straight-minded. Like there's no such thing as metaphors. Everything is serious, which would be really funny to see. I'm very excited to see Drax and Thor have a serious off and just <laughs> just straight jaw the whole thing. Yeah. I think that'll also be really hard for them to shoot just because of everybody watching is just going to be laughing yes. their asses Because <laughs> um, that's going to be hilarious. Speaking of laughing at things, uh, another DC movie is coming out, and Ooh. hopefully it isn't complete butts. 
<laughs> Superman versus Batman. Batman yep. versus Superman is that what we're talking about? Mm. Butts. Yep, it was a real bad movie. If you would like to pay a lot of money to sleep in a theater, go see Batman versus Superman. Me and a lot of my closest friends fell asleep uh, during multiple showings, so... Yeah, why did you go back? Like want... you, you weren't even going with me. I remember who I no. went with to see that movie. I have other friends. I'm very diverse. Uh... Tremendous groups of friends. <laughs> Huge numbers of groups of friends. But the newest installment of that franchise is coming out with the Justice League movie. Woo-hoo. How do you feel about them throwing together Bats, Soups, and the Wonder Womans, as well as Cyborg and my boy Jason Momoa? And The Flash. And the Flash, yeah. Don't forget about the Flash. I Jason Momoa starts and ends each one of my waking thoughts. That dude is too cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'm I'm excited. I am. I I like team up movies. Mm-hmm. So to see all of these different characters, who a few of them have their own standalone movies, come together and become a team. Um, I I think that's really hard to do, uh, which we like we saw that with the Avengers and they did a good job, but they had their their spats within the group. Um, but I think I don't know. I just I like heroes. I like comic books. I like teams stuff. And this would be a great one. I was super worried after BVS came out, uh, but seeing. Yeah, I think the- yeah very true (laughs) just a group sweat was shed when that movie hit the box office but seeing the trend the progress between that and suicide squad and suicide squad to wonder woman was crazy and very exciting so yeah there's been a like an exponential curve going up of the quality of these movies for sure and i think that it will hopefully continue and we'll get to see a really good like meshing instead of the bond we saw in bvs where it was like you you know someone named martha i know someone named martha bros (laughs) and then everyone decided to be a team even though they didn't talk about it or have a battle strategy made no no dang sense but hopefully in this we'll see genuine interest in being closer to one another or at least like genuine bonds that will keep them going um yeah, I'm really excited to because I don't I I don't watch a lot of trailers because I just like to be surprised like by everything that happens in a movie. Um so I don't I'm what do we know what spurs on Batman's like necessity? Like why does Batman feel like he needs to start the Justice League in this movie? So in the in BVS, uh Batman has a lot of visions that were very clustered and they should have not done that in that way but in one of those we see dark side he has a vision of one of the big bads for the dc universe and i think it scares the bejesus out of him so the initial bond that they had was just to face the villain at hand Mm -hmm. but getting that bad omen of something that's going to literally change their world and their universe is what i believe is going to like get him to rally everyone together so they can start preparing for that greater evil Okay. How do you feel about The Flash in general and also in this specifically? I would say in general, I love speed characters. So I love The Flash. I love Sanic the Hedgehog. Uh, He's one of my favorite characters to play in Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, He does shout, you're too slow, which is how I would not like to live my life. I'd like to go fast. So... I love speed characters, and I... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love Barry Allen, too. So I think I've gotten a little bit spoiled and a little stuck in the mindset that he's only a 
very funny, generally lighthearted guy with a little bit of bad stuff that happens because of the TV show. Yeah. And at San Diego Comic Con, it was released that they're going to get a lot darker and they're going to go into the Flashpoint universe. So it'll be a big transition, but I'm excited to see how they balance the different facets of his life. Good. I can't wait to see any Flashpoint anything ever because, oh my gosh, it's one of the best story arcs of anything to ever be written. Very true. You get to see a lot of cool things, like Barry's mom not dying, which was a big shock, you know. Spoiler alert, Flashpoint came out many years ago, (laughs) and the Flash TV show has also already covered this, like, two years ago, but if you've lived under a rock, I'm sorry, Barry's mom dies and then doesn't die. Um, And we get to see, like, other, like, super sweet stuff, like, good characters going bad, uh, the death of Bruce Wayne and the rising of his father as Batman, his mother as Joker, so... Yeah, which I just... Maybe it exists, maybe I just don't know about it, but I would love to see that have its own arc. Mm-hmm. Like, Bruce Wayne is dead. He is not Batman. His father is. And his mom is the freaking Joker. Like, oh, ah! I just want seven books of just that. Yeah. And a movie. Because that is also, like, a different kind of Batman to the extent that, yeah. like, Bruce was like, oh, I'm just gonna conquer my biggest fear because I was a child and my biggest fear was, like, losing my parents. My number two was bats. I'll <laughs> use bats as a motive to, like, make sure that the number one thing didn't happen. Whereas, Dad, man. Yeah. Mom, man. <laughs> as, a, as a parent, your biggest fear is losing your kid, and, which was his, like, one, or Bruce's dad's one through, like, 20th fear. So right. Thomas Allen is like, well... I'm going to go buy a lot of guns and just kill a bunch of dudes. Yeah. No one's going to kill anyone else's son, which is very different than what most people are used to. Yeah. And I just, they should, we're getting a little bit off topic, but I, I just love Flashpoint. Like, it's so good. It's so well done. It's, if you haven't read it, go read it, like, right now. Like, stop listening to us and go read it, and then also come back and finish yeah, there's listening. only, like, five minutes more. Like, it, it'd be rude, honestly, to leave at this point. Right. We've committed so much time. We love you here. <laughs> but also read Flashpoint. Yeah, please do that. Seriously. Or at least watch the Flash TV show and get a... Uh, get a, a watch free. the Flashpoint Paradox that DC did, the, like, animated uh, yeah, thing. DC it's... is still ruling the animated game. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, anyway, back to Justice League. Uh, I'm excited to see how they interact as i've said but i'm also excited because while we may see a bit of a darker flash we also get to see him being a kid and like more of a kid than we see in the tv show which is interesting yeah and the character they have playing him is a super super good actor who i didn't think could play a darker character uh we see him initially in the person being a wallflower as a very sad character yeah very good movie very sad movie but it's not we're not going to talk about that today i'm gonna cry if we do yeah me too (laughs) we then see him in uh the newest harry potter movie as a very like troubled character and as a very dark character so i think that kind of set the stage for we we know that he can be like happy we know he can be sad and now we know he can play that character as well so you should do a very good job i'm very excited yeah he's like already just from the trailers has got some good one-liners i the only part of the trailers that i remember is him i don't know why i'm just really excited for the flash in this movie um i'm also excited for wonder woman but that has less to do with anything that she says 
I'm just gonna stop that there. But yeah. Wonder Woman is super cool as well, and I think the fact that they gave her her own standalone before it did a lot of good for yes. how excited everyone is for the movie. Because in in my opinion, I could be wrong, but it felt like she was kind of jammed in there, and there wasn't a reason for her to want to participate in the fight. Right. You know, as like comic readers, I like Diana Prince has a very strong sense of justice, so we know she would jump into that fight if like if something like that was going on around her. But in that moment, in that movie, in that universe, there was not a reason for her to be there or within like twenty square miles of that place. Right. So it was kind of weird when we hear her Amazonian theme start playing and she slams into the ground and the wind blows her hair back and everyone's like, "Ushi." Did you invite her? <laughs> um, but now that we have seen her background, which they did a very good job doing, and see her like acting and see her developing a little bit, I'm very excited to see her like lasso of truth some people and pew pew oh, yeah. like, slit some people. Um, I'm sure you've seen it on Tumblr or actually read the comic because you know you do that more than I do. But I just really like the panel where she puts the lasso of truth around superman and batman yeah (laughs) it's just so funny um so yeah she puts the lasso of truth around both of them and superman like drops all pretense and it's just like kyle and like blah 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 and then as soon as it goes around batman and she asks him his name he's just like i'm batman (laughs) like yes it's so good i thought you were gonna bring up the in the animated series, one of the animated series, when she tries ice cream for the first time, <laughs> and how they incorporated that into the movie, too. I feel like we've talked about that before, though. Dude, ice cream's good. Diana Prince is good. Gal Gadot did a great job. Yes. I think I'm craving ice cream, actually. Me, too. This is now an ice cream podcast. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Let us know. Twitter.com slash ice cream ice cream podcast podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you shouldn't eat ice cream. Anyway. Not you, listeners. Sanjay. I'm lactose intolerant. That's a little thing about me. I also can't touch my toes if you wanted to know something else about me that not many people know. And a third thing is that I love candy books. Tying it all back together. Yeah. Yeah. So no. that's going to be okay. it for today. Uh, if you want to check out Thor Ragnarok, it's coming out November 3rd. So get your, your Hulk fists ready to go buy some tickets and not be able to hold them because those can't open and close if you want to see the justice league it's november 17th you can see me crying that jason momoa is in theater i love him and have since stargate atlantis which is the best stargate franchise hands down i'll fight you and if you want to go see some really cool local artists in the manhattan area our little apple comic expo is coming up september 23rd Ooh, welcome back wildcats <laughs> that'll be really sweet and in the upcoming weeks we're definitely going to start highlighting a few of our favorite artists and creators which is always a great time i'm excited to hang out with erica batten again she's a real good artist and good illustrator i'm super excited to meet willie the wildcat he's an anthropomorphic wildcat dude like that doesn't happen very often one in maybe 20 yeah yeah like crazy odds right i i've never met him and i feel like i've lived here too long to say that just a heads up, he'll be around five foot eight, a wildcat head on a white male's body with a sweatband on his left wrist. Good. He will dab if you request it. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that's going to be what, September 23rd? Yes, it will. Super exciting. So 
you'll hear from us before then uh, so we can give you a little bit of highlights but until then keep diving on your friends your grandmas and your mother's listeners diggity dank